Bowl, the Bulls are off and running. And Dan and Jason Bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the Stampede. You're listening to Organizations Win Championships. Welcome to Episode 7 of the Organizations Win Championships podcast. Along with our producer, Rick Camp, I'm Dan Bernstein. This is Jason Bernstein. And last night for the Chicago Bulls, all I can say is it was it was a thing. I we we never saw it coming. And after their what I thought was their best half of basketball all year, they collapsed. And there's it the last night's game told a lot of stories, I think. Yeah. It was pretty brutal. And it was hard to focus, especially in that fourth quarter. Obviously, I do want to say hope DeMar Hamlin is doing okay. We haven't gotten many updates yet, but it was very hard to focus on the game with that going on. Yeah, I'm glad you time. said that. I'm, I'm glad you said that because because the, the experience of watching that, and then we happened to flip over at just the time when we realized something awful yeah. potentially was going on. It, di- it did make for a disjointed sports consumption night. It did. However, we still need to do our jobs. But Donovan Mitchell just ate them alive in that second half. And Stacy mentioned before the start of the second half, he said he had a quiet 16 in the first. And he said if if they hold him to that and they play that defense again, they'll be just fine. They allowed a season-low 47 points in the first half. And then a season-high 83 in the second. That's too many. Thank you. That's solid analysis. 83. I, 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 we should we should definitely recap. We've been away for a we're we yes. are back from our uh, Christmas and New Year's trip to Mexico, and he survived. And we mentioned last time that in episode six, a little concerned about this guy turning eighteen and legal drinking age in Mexico, but he actually was kind enough to leave some tequila for the rest of us. And not drink all of it. But what was it? A spicy margarita that you were drinking? Yeah, I couldn't stop drinking those. They're really good. They they taste great. And they're very I feel like I could get very drunk off of those if I had one too many. But you I, I, I had my fair share. I thought you were very well behaved. I was very impressed that I was not too. I, I thought you were very well behaved. I, I was a, I was a bit concerned and you uh you alleviated my concerns. But since we have been gone, the Bulls lost to Houston. Bad loss. That was awful. I didn't really see it, but I just knew it happened. Terrible loss for all the usual terrible loss Bulls reasons. Didn't take the opponent seriously. Got down early. Had to fight too hard to come back. And the young, hungry team with lots of length and athleticism and Alperin Sangoon was too much for them. <laughs> He's good. He is good. He is. And we've seen that story before. And I think you look at the OKC game where they lost. I believe that was also an overtime loss. It seemed they struggle with young athleticism and they did beat detroit which was well they beat milwaukee that's not young athleticism though uh, exactly milwaukee is i mean milwaukee is a good matchup for them because they don't have those little long springy guys except for one guy but that that's what i'm trying to say is that those are the teams that the bulls struggle against i think that when they play a team like orlando i think they're going to get boat raced I seriously think they could lose by 10-plus points against Orlando, and Boncaro will have a 30-plus point game. I'm scared of teams like that. And the last time they played Orlando and lost to them, Boncaro wasn't even playing. Right. They lost to Cleveland, and then they lost to Cleveland, and that's the one we got to come home to, and the first one that we see is that game last night where Donovan Mitchell ends up with an NBA season high and franchise record 71 points. Can you name the other six players to score 70 in a game? Kobe. Kobe. Wilt. Wilt. Devin Booker. Booker. 
Uh, Elgin Baylor? Yes, that's the hard one. That's the hard one? I For me, it is. Are the other two? Then Jordan didn't score no. 70. Yeah. 69. I think, I think Gronk said about congratulatory. Oh, did you see his quote today? No. I don't know if it, I, recently he Gronk said that if he were to unretire, he would wear number 69. <laughs> he did just so that every and he would still be a tight end. But every single time he came to the game, the ref would have to say number 69 is eligible to be a receiver. So basically, he just wanted to hear the yes. ref keep saying 69. And someone commented as if there was a, a penalty flag on Rob Gronkowski. It said illegal touching number 69. <sighs> okay sorry um <laughs> a little bit backtracked the other two. Oh, who's the only nba player to try to wear number 69 and was denied by the league had to be rodman yep in dallas yeah it had, was had to be um the other two real quick 1978 and not kareem no it was david thompson that's the that's the hard one not for me it's not i'm old well, he yeah he's good he was he, great but the, He's I don't, good. I don't he think, scored 70 points in a game. I don't, I don't think good. of him as, for some reason, I don't think of him as on that tier. And together. the last is David Robinson, ah, who did it on the last okay. day of the season to win the scoring title over Shaq, I believe, because he needed to outscore Shaq by like 33 points, and they got him 73 total to, to win the scoring title over Shaq. That's pretty good. But I will tell you that what Donovan Mitchell did and the realization – Watching him understand what he could do against the Bulls because once he got Caruso and he realized, oh, your absolute best defender can't stop me and you don't have a big that I can't go past, you don't have a guard that isn't going to fall for my first step that I can't get side to side on. Once he knew it, there was nothing they could do about it. And what hit home for me, was how it underscored how, regardless of everything else that's going on, they can be sharing the ball, popping it around, making shots, making good decisions, getting deflections, scoring off turnovers, and they're still so close to disaster. Everything about it, and I think the biggest part of that is when you shoot a high volume of twos. You you can score at a high rate, but when other teams, it, it was happening last night, they would go up five, DeMar would hit a two, and then it'd be cut to a four-point game because Chetty Osman hit one from 35 feet. It it just seems like... Darrell Neto is, is knocking one down. Or Love hits yeah. another one. Yeah. It's, it seems like every single time they get a two in crunch time, the other team hits a three. And it's very frustrating. You You look at teams like that, and maybe historically they win. Not now. Well, There's the, no way they win now. And they're, they can't... They can't keep up with high three-point shot volume team, high volume three-point shot teams. Even they, normal they can't volume. Do that. That's true, because they're not normal volume. They were, they. I think Bulls made 10 threes, the Cavs made 16, which normally wouldn't be... That's 18 points. It normally wouldn't be that big a spread. But the the way they've got to balance the math, and I think we've talked about it here on the OWC pod before, but the way they have to balance the math is twofold. They have to take more free throws and make more free throws. And they just have to have more shot opportunities. They got to have more possessions. And I have no idea what has gone on in the last two weeks 
with allowing offensive rebounds. Jared Allen had six offensive rebounds, and that is that they cannot sustain if they're allowing teams multiple chances because it's hard enough to get a stop, and you applaud them for getting a stop. And unless you get grab the defensive rebound after the stop, there's no point. All you did was make yourself tired and give that team another chance. And the Knicks showed it too when the Knicks had those Mitchell Robinson. Those, well, and when he and Sims were out there, this is something that Joe Cowley mentioned uh, when we were talking to him earlier that teams that have two actual bigs just rip the Bulls a new one. Yeah, because they can't stay with both of them. It, it Are you saying it when they play at the same yes. time? Yes. Okay. I saw the other. I think it was last. Yeah, it was last night when uh, Drummond and Vooch were in at the same time. And that. What are they ever going to try that if they can't solve their offensive rebound problem? And you said that they, within the past few weeks, have been twenty eighth in offensive or second second chance, chance points, points allowed, allowed. But, and and before then they were second in the league and it's, it's a five point difference or something correct like i want to say it's like the first 27 games they were second in the league in allowing the fewest second chance points and in the last 10 games they're near the bottom of the league and some of that is teams just realizing matchups lineups Maybe it's not having Javante for a lot of those games. Is that part of it? Can it I'm be? biased, so you can't really I, ask me that. No, question. but I mean, you but you can look at it objectively. I, he makes a difference. He always has those hustle rebounds, and even when he he has some surprise offensive rebounds where he just comes out of nowhere and he tips it back, and they have another possession. I don't. I feel like he. That's where he helps more when it comes to rebounding. However, I think his presence matters a lot defensively. And you you see Patrick Williams, that that play was his fault at the end of the game. He didn't box out the shooter. Yes, it was a lane violation. The NBA comes out and says that again. But when you look at I, I don't I'm not one of the people that's going to say, oh, they should have won because of X, because there was the wrong call by the referee. It even happened in the first game against the Cavs. It's where like the last were, three games. Yeah. But you, why are you in that position? That Cavs team is injured. They didn't have Darius Garland, who's an all-star point guard. They didn't have Evan Mobley, who's a borderline all-star big. And you're you're pretty much healthy except for Javante. And you lose to those teams. And, and, you're, and, and But he's been out the whole year. You can't really see him. I know. That's I, viol- I, I got I to gotta put a dollar in the jar. I violated my rule. I, Lonzo's almost a non-factor at this point, which sucks. Everybody wants him back. But that you don't want to be in positions against teams that are injured and that they've been in positions. They've allowed themselves to be in those positions, especially when you have your best first half of the year and then defensively your worst second half. You can't just, you can't take your foot off the gas. You just can't, you can't until it gets to garbage time and you throw Carly Jones in there for a second. Like that's, that's when you can say, okay, we're fine. You're in, you're in the NBA, and when you have when you're facing a star like Donovan Mitchell, I feel like the game is never going to be over until it's over. Man, I can't believe that it's not that long ago that we were reasonably talking about who would you rather have, Zach Levine or Donovan Mitchell. Reasonably, and now that's not a reasonable conversation. It's just not, not at all. And that's the difference between 
a guy who's getting paid the max and a legit superstar player, Mm -hmm. a guy you cannot stop who's getting where he wants and doing what he wants. That overtime was just a joke. And the Bulls' body language was really bad. And I'm allowed to have that body language during a game. I, I, I can live with that. I can do that. I can slump my shoulders, and I can kick at the ground and mutter to myself. But I'm not wearing the uniform. I don't think the Cavs led at all until overtime, the entire game. I don't think they did. They tied a couple of times near the end of the game. I don't think they led one time in regulation. And they end up winning by 11 points. I'm just getting really concerned about this this next couple of weeks Bad. and what that's going to set up as we get closer to the trading deadline. Because I think it's it, it's you have to talk about it. If you're really going to start talking about the fortunes of this team, the future of this team, about the decisions that are going to have to be made, especially because, and I hadn't seen this before, but there was a piece in the ringer. I think it was Michael Pena who who mentioned that they might be able to get a first for Caruso. I'm taking that. It's not going to be a high first. Don't care. Because it's going to be a contender. That the, the, Most of the teams that would trade for him are going to be teams that look at him and be like, oh, yeah, you add him to this mix and look out. Or they know that there's a particular guard matchup or wing matchup where they're going to use him as like a, a defensive specialist stopper. What do you think? Like New Orleans or... Clippers, a team like that, I don't know if they'd trade in conference because the way that I see it, AK and Eversley still want to be a playoff team. I don't know why. I, I, they're not going to be. I don't. They'll be a play-in team and lose. I think they're aspiring to be a play-in team right mm, now. Because are they tenth right now and they haven't even been playing to you know their mean. They're sixteen and twenty-one, and the upcoming stretch they've got Brooklyn, L. They're at Philadelphia, L. LL, that's the like count two L's on that. Then Utah, they should win at, they should. at Boston. L, uh, they're although Williams is back. It's, it's the first game. Oh, the Time Lord has Robert returned. Williams. He bent a rim last night. That was him. Yeah. He, and then an no, and he had. Did he say something like uh, his quote was, "I didn't know that hanging on it could bend it." I don't know. I think he did. Because, and what does he weigh? A lot, two sixty, yeah, something like that. He's a he's a big man. Yes, I think he felt bad, but uh, so it's Brooklyn at Philly, Utah at Boston, Washington. That's got to be a win, yeah. And then Oklahoma City. They here. struggle against Washington. They're another one of those teams. They lost to them without Beal, right? No, didn't they? Or no. did they win that game? I th- they they. Are you sure? They lost to this them. Is, they lost is, to them with Beal, I believe. Because wasn't that check. wasn't that the game that Beal kept blocking Io? Yeah, they lost the second game of the year. They lost. Beal was playing then, but because the last time they played them, they didn't have anybody. They didn't have Hachimura. They were they were missing other guys. Oh no, yeah, had, the, the Bulls only won by four. I'm and, sorry, and that's that was the game where Porzingis was was like yes, old had, for the day, right? No, he had 28. Yeah, but he was missing all the threes. Yeah. What? And oh, then yeah, that that was one of that was the game where. Uh, DeRozan, Levine, and Vucevic all had 25-plus right. points. And then Oklahoma City comes to town. Ugh. Why? What's that noise for? Maybe I'm just a... Maybe I just never think they're going to win. 
because I watch them too much and get sad. I feel like, okay, I would. <laughs> what do you compare... think of the Bulls? Well, I never think they're going to win I'm... because I watch them too much and get sad. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I feel like Bulls this... basketball. Watch them too much and get sad. This. <laughs> this... Daddy, can we go to the game? Why? I want to get sad. You sound like Towley, but I know. <laughs> but Tally, you're the worst character ever. I know. <laughs> But I would compare this year the Bulls to the 2019 Bears, where they come off of a really a good season in recent years. They lose in the first round of the playoffs, and then they might have they, overestimated they're, some of their own they're talent. They're supposed to be really good, well, not really good, but they're supposed to be a a playoff team, a definite playoff team, and they just blow. And that that that's those are the vibes I'm getting where they have oh you have Khalil Mack oh my God you have Demar Derozan he was sixth in MVP voting and uh, they you, you just that's not suck. the difference is I think the Bulls currently have a very competent coach and yeah. and if you're if you're making that Bears comparison what really got exposed was the myopia of a, a coach who could never communicate his vision why don't the the Bulls, you mentioned this the other night, how the Bulls should have done what the Bears are doing right now, where you see you have the, the first year of Acme had uh, that's when they took Williams. They had Levine. That was when Thadric Johnson had some really good moments. And then instead of trying to tank and get get better just get better by doing that instead getting capital and getting a bunch of money and you although they would have kind of had to build around williams as one of their number ones which maybe that would have helped them who knows but well that's like, an interesting hypothesis who, that would he have been better if, had they tanked and he gotten all the attention well and he if he had been had no choice but to be more assertive early right. and like, couldn't did defer De, did demar stunt his growth possibly I, I I think this mix of players and the ball neediness of the combination of DeRozan and Zach and Vucevic. Vuce is very ball dominant, I must say. He is. He really is. And because he's a great passer, at his size, he's really good at what he does passing the ball. But you know what? Patrick Williams is shooting 40% yeah. from three-point range. And they don't give it to him that much. And they also, on a team that needs more three-pointers, we've said this before, he can't pass those up. No. Shoot more of them. Yeah. Even if you miss more of them. And, and while we're on it, you know what was another emblematic moment? What? Of last night's game. Those two missed corner threes by Io. Ugh. You've got to make those. And At you've least gotta, one of them. You've got to make one. You've got to make one. Because that that for me felt like a huge difference. I mean, it, it just that that kept reinforcing the difference between what how they're designed, and and that means the offense worked. Right. They, they got his jump open shot threes doesn't look right. I feel like his rele his releases look inconsistent. When when I see him take two jump shots, I feel like they never look the same. Now, I'm not saying the ball itself out of his hand. He's had some bad misses this year where he's hit just rim. Or, sorry, just backboard. He, it never seems like his left hand is in the same spot or his finishing hand is consistent. And it's never consistent with him. And you look at the best shooters, 
in in the league and whether it's historically or right now it seems like the main thing is that they're really consistent in what they do and that starts with having a consistent form well it's also harder when part of your early part of your career sorry for interrupting when when part of the early part of your career is changing he was never a great three-point shooter he's worked on it that's true and when he when you've got shot doctors trying to make sure you're getting the the, i think it's still a work in progress is what i'm saying but it's no fun to watch the work in progress when you're missing two critical shots in a divisional game in these in these back-to-backs make one of those or hell, make both of them. I just, I, I, I want, I want Patrick Williams to, when he has that shot, just r- raise up on him. You're six eight. It's he's got a high release. It's a, it's a difficult shot to contest. So go ahead and take more of it. I just want to mention, Javante Green is shooting thirty eight percent from three. Outlier. You sure? Outlier. What's his career? His career is thirty four, and his three point percentage last year was thirty five point six. Was it really? Yeah. I would never have guessed that. Ever. And, and when he was in his first stint, when he just came to Chicago for the second half of the 2020-2021 season, he shot 37.5% from three. So as a Chicago Bull, he shot around 37% from three. That's surprising. That's way better than it feels like to me. Well, they also, they people don't really respect it because he doesn't take them that often. But if they're not respecting it and you have a 30 eight percent chance to make it look what we're talking about look look, look where we are though exactly we're we're, we're already at the point where like well maybe maybe this guy should take more of them because they're not expecting it well maybe maybe you should maybe you should kobe white should take more he should take more everything kobe white should be getting more minutes yeah how many didn't he have only 10 minutes last night in the fourth quarter or something Uh, they they bad they need his quickness they They always they need his threat but billy trusts io more I think to not make mistakes. Uh, yeah, and I think that's defensively. I can take I can take Kobe White's mistakes for his offensive output because he has a way higher offensive output than Io does. In my opinion, Io's actually a pretty good pick and roll point guard, but I feel like every single time he does pick and roll, it starts on the left wing and he rolls right every single time. You see it time and time again. I haven't seen him do anything else. He also had a left-handed layup within 2 minutes of the game. And he just missed it. It was wide open. And he just missed. Those are the things that he needs to get better at. And he has gotten better this season, but I'm just not convinced that he's any sort of an answer at point guard. However, I'm convinced that Kobe White, I think they have something there. If his handle is enough that he's not going to turn it over. And if oh, it's can, been great. It, it, for him. I mean, I wouldn't say great, great. No, 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 no. Stace, Stacey mentioned it last night, how much better his handle has gotten. Javante, by the way, 1.6 attempts per game last year, down to 1.2 this year. Shoot it. Yeah. Even Tamar last night, he shot the three okay. He really did. And well, he stepped into it. I think my the suggestion The first one was, was an like, accident, though. That's true. But my... My suggestion has kind of worked so far. If he steps into it, if he sits a little bit farther back and he steps into it, he can make it more often. He can't catch and shoot. Not at all. He has to dribble his way into his shot. And maybe he can split the difference on a three by getting a good stride into it. But he's not. He doesn't get to do all his stuff into a three. Never. Because he works so hard for a two every single time. He expels so much energy. Maybe that's why he spends half spends. of the game sit, 
Huh? Expends, not expels. I said expends. You said expels energy. No, I said yeah, you expends. Did. You you said expels. I said expels. Yes. Oh. So he doesn't like kick out the energy. Well, he kind he, of. No, he ex- no the no kind of. <laughs> he expends the energy. You get expelled from school for bad grammar. Dan Bernstein, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I'm, but you know what? Where was you... I? It, it that I said he, he expends. There it is. So much energy getting a contested two, maybe that maybe which is why he spends half of the game on his ass. But he's tired, right? He's sitting he, down. He's tired because he shoots a lot of at least. Twos. And last night he at least asked for somebody to help him up. Was it no, I? He, he always he always waits a good ten seconds. And no, then they this was out. the live ball. Oh, really? They'd inbounded it. Or, or he or said there was a turnover or something. Wait, he fell on he the was, inbound? No, he, I forgot exactly what happened. He was under the basket, and he kind of waved to Io, like, give an old brother a hand. And he, and he picked him up. He literally pulled him up, and then the ball was live. Like, come on, man. You're, but, he, what's his deal? Why can't he just get off the ground? Uh, he's tired. He's old. He's got a lot of work to do. I don't know how it is. I worked. I worked an eight-hour day today. That's that's what a normal person works. No, how many I, times do we have to go but, through? But this? I, but I was on the air for eight hours. That's that's not a small. Thing. Other people have to like do more physically difficult things than you. Physically difficult for sure. But the moment it if seems you, like you're just fine. If you asked right me now. to take a wheelbarrow full of cinder blocks and take it from here to there, they'd fire me. Well, yeah, because you can't walk. They'd say, "What took you so long?" I was like, "It's heavy. It's full of cinder blocks." So it wouldn't work that, very that well. That one wheelbarrow would have taken you eight hours. I am ready for the OWC College Showdown. Okay. I am. I just, I just am. Okay. Now, just so people know, here in the Organizations Win Championships podcast, what we do is this guy across from me thinks that he knows where every active NBA player went to college, and which is fine. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. He's missed a couple, but he's gotten most of them. And then just to make it fun, he gets to quiz me on the vintage players from wherever, whenever, for the most part, as long as he's reasonable about it and they don't get too obscure. And I try to see if I know where they went to college. So, how do you want to do it? Uh, you can read them off first. All righty. We will start with Brooklyn forward Utah Watanabe. He went to George Washington. Yes, he did. Next. He's good. Yeah, I like him. He's no, he, high he's energy. Leading, isn't he leading the league in three-point percentage right now? Among Japanese players. No, 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 no. Yes. Well, he's that too. No, I... <laughs> Can you say that? I don't know. Yes. Uh, L.A. Clippers center Moses Brown. UCLA. Yeah. Big dude. He's huge. He's big dude. Yeah. Uh, and we'll close with, that's two for two, with Sacramento Kings center Rashawn Holmes. Oh, yes. Thank you very much, Bowling Green. Damn it. I knew that. He also went to Moraine Valley Community College. He did? Yes, he did. I just I just want to point that out. I don't. I remember somebody once. How the I, hell do you know he went to Moraine know. Valley? Because I remember on Google, I looked it up at one point a while ago, and it was you. Google doesn't say Bowling Green. You have to go into Basketball Reference to find that out. But he went to Google says Moraine Valley Community College. 
but remember, don't flip me off. Why not? It's fun. You can't do that. Yeah, I can. We're off camera. That was there. the ugliest flipping of the bird now I've ever seen. Now you're criticizing my flipping off mechanic? Yes. It's not good enough? Yeah, you IO your flip-offs. Because they're inconsistent? Correct. And I'll miss two of them in a row. All right, uh, you fire away. Okay. We are going to start with Grizzlies, former Grizzlies, Kings, and Miami Heat guard, Mike Bibby. Oh, Mike Bibby be flopping. He went to Arizona. He did. Wow. Uh, here we go. This guy was damn good. Sonics, Lakers, bullets forward. Spencer Haywood. Oh, I, I didn't think he went to college. He did go to college. Spencer Haywood. Spencer Haywood. Oh, geez. I can give you a league because it's a league, like the a conference. Okay, Horizon League. Which state? No. He went to. Detroit Mercy. Ooh. Is that where Vital coached? I don't know. You should know that. You did his sound-alike thing in college that you won. Spencer Haywood, Detroit Mercy. Good one. Good one. And last, we have journeyman center Benoit Benjamin. And yes, it is pronounced Benoit. I looked it up. Instead of Benoit. Memphis State? No, you got the right colors. I'll, I'll give you another shot. Because I'm so generous. I know where he went. I'll give you another shot at that. It was blue and white. Yeah. I know it was blue and white. It It was blue and white. And it was in the middle of the country. It was in the, or it is in the middle of the country. It's in the middle of the country, and it's blue and white. And it is blue and white. It's weird how how I can picture this. And the school still exists Mm -hmm. as it is? Yeah. Oh, this is going to make me crazy. It's not Kentucky. Nope. And it's not what was, and it's not. This will count if he gets this. I'm giving him another shot. You're, you're right there. It's, it's You can't it's, give up. I, it's not a directional. No. It's a it's a it's the name of a state. No. It's the name of a city. No. It's, it's a It's not Creighton. It's Creighton? It's Creighton. Okay. Yeah, it's Creighton. Okay. In Omaha. Okay. I know where Creighton is. Well, clearly not cuz you're like middle of the country. Oh, I don't know. It's not a it, it's a, is it a state? No, is it? Oh, it's a sit. No, it's not a sit school. All right. Well, so I, is it, maybe give him a tie on that one. I, I don't really know. So you went in at fifteen and three, and yeah. now you are eighteen and three. I almost said twenty-one because I can't do that. I was nine and nine, and I got one right and two wrong. I, so I, I'll give I'll give you a tie. You can add another dash at the end. No, I don't. Yeah, get a, no, don't yeah, make Rick, Rick add a. He already a, did. He already did. 10, 10, and 1. What did you give me a You are so for? 500. I'm <laughs> so mid. As You're the, very as, mid. As the kids say. What would you give me a tie for? Because I gave you another shot and you kind of got it. I didn't kind of get it. Yes, you did. It's not. Well, you went. It's not Creighton. You went yeah. through it. So okay. I, I'll, I'll give you a Fine. tie. Fine. I got to take charity for my kid. All right. Well, that does it for Episode 7 of the Organizations Win Championships podcast. We will be back to recap the depressing Bulls uh, when when we must. And we look forward to it because, again, it's going to be Brooklyn at Philly, Utah at Boston, Washington, and OKC. I think we're going to get another Joel Embiid Instagram post after beating the Bulls for the billionth time of his career which is going to be nice. He's never lost to the Bulls. That's Jason. I'm Dan, along with Rick Camp. Thanks for listening.